You're now listening to, you're now listening to The Sexy Escort Guide, where we discuss everything erotic and fascinating in the wonderful world of the high-end call girl. Now, here are your hosts, Chantel Etoile and Exotic Vivian. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Sexy Escort Guide. I'm your host, Chantel, and I'm with my gorgeous co-host who's still so far away from me. Oh, I miss <laughs> the, you. The exotic <laughs> Vivian. I miss you too. Hello, lovers out there. How are you? How's Hong Kong? Hong Kong is great. I am like... I got to work out when I get back because I'm just like eating. (laughs) Nice. I mean, they do have great food, so. Oh, my God. I can't even like the food, the scenery. I I got some wonderful pictures. Um, I don't know if any of the listeners pay attention to our website for the Sexy Escort Guide. Um, but usually every week I have a different uh, photo of this of a city skyline. Um, Mm -hmm. And these are usually ones that I got from uh, online. But this time I did, uh, I got my own personal photos of the Hong oh, Kong nice. skyline. You didn't yes. tell me this. Did you I, get I, Sydney I, and all these I, other places? Uh, yeah, don't, yeah, let's not talk about Sydney. And <laughs> I, I don't know what was wrong with me when I was oh, in Sydney. No. But so you didn't take any pictures? I was like, I was, um, I think I was, mm-hmm. I took like daytime pictures, but not like the really cool, like night skyline pictures that I have on the website. Like, you know, I like to kind of keep it a little bit in theme. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really tired in Sydney because of the time difference. So I was still going, I was going to bed at like, like eight, nine o'clock. Like I was getting appointments during the day and mm-hmm. then at night I would just like pass out. So, um, yeah, I didn't really – I got to go back to Australia to get those pictures. So don't worry, Australia. I'll be back. I know a lot of guys have been sending me messages. When are you coming back? I'm like, I was totally there. And you didn't contact <laughs> me. And then I leave. Uh, and then... Story of my life. <laughs> Right? <laughs> but anyway, Vivian, it is your turn to um, give an advantage of hiring companions. Okay. So uh, I was just kind of – on Twitter or somewhere the other day, and I came across this uh, news article. It was on ABC News, and this just happened uh, May 10th. A woman in Arizona was arrested for stalking after sending a man 65,000 text messages, breaking into his home, and taking a bath. (laughs) Well, she wants to be clean. (laughs) Right. They met online last year and they went on one date. Oh Talk about psycho stalker. So, gentlemen, <laughs> <laughs> I can assure you that we will never be stalking you or nagging you. You will never have to deal with that from us. We will genuinely have a wonderful time when we're together and then we go our separate raids until you're ready to hang out again. That's it. We're not going to break into your home. We're not oh going to send God. you like 65,000. 65,000. That is ridiculous. thousand. <laughs> like, did she have like a bot or something? Because I have no idea. But date us so we don't stalk you. <laughs> oh, my God. Or date us so you don't have to deal with stalkers, I should say. 
I, I remember <laughs> I remember one time, um, like my most active month that I can remember. And I think that was because like I was on like a dating site and then exchanging mm. all these messages with guys. And I think like for like an entire month, like I, I sent maybe 10,000 text messages and I wow. really, I really felt like my life was consumed with my phone. And I was like, I cannot live like this anymore. This was before I was an escort, by the way, which obviously I don't text half as much anymore being an escort. I hope you have an unlimited plan. <laughs> of course I have an unlimited plan, which is probably part of the problem. Um, but 65,000, like what yeah. was she literally doing? Just sending like one word I guess messages? He, he must have really wowed her on that one date they went on that, that warranted her sending 65,000. And I believe it was like over the course of three months. So he wasn't responding. And she just kept sending the text messages. <laughs> wait, like, wait a minute. I just realized the date you said, like, this literally just happened, like, what, two weeks ago? Yeah. Oh, my so God. Th that's, this that's this crazy. same month. Yeah. That, that is crazy. They, they, they dated a year ago. So, yeah. <laughs> so she's just been stalking him for a year. <laughs> oh uh, I don't I don't know. But he wasn't responding, which I don't know. I should probably say that guys to just be like hey i'm not interested but who knows maybe he did and she didn't care he probably, I don't it, know. you know what it doesn't matter like you know women we usually have a little bit better of like emotional intelligence than men so when a guy usually starts to pull away from us and like ghost us and things like that that is something that we recognize immediately like guys don't like i mean some women may be in denial but usually we know that something's off it should not have taken a year and like basically breaking into his home for her to be like, I guess he doesn't want me here taking a bath. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's just weird. But uh, that's completely insane. Well, anyway, Vivian, enough of the psycho talk. It just goes so well. <laughs> it just in time for this episode of talking wow. with the psychologist. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Vivian, what is new with you? Well, I am currently in the Windy City, Chicago. Hey, I just arrived today in O'Hare, and I'm going to be here today, May 23rd, and tomorrow, the 24th. Then I move downtown, May 25th, and uh, I'm looking forward to meeting all kinds of uh, cool people, old and new friends. Call me. Email me. Yes, call her. Talk Text to her. Yeah. Uh, and then again, my website, exoticvivian.com. For those of you who live under a rock, my email, <laughs> my email is vivian at exoticvivian.com. So you can get in touch with me either way. But I do want to give a quick shout out to one of my Twitter followers, Kevin. He got me five items of my wish list and counting. He says it turns him on to spoil me and I love it. So Thank you so much, Kevin. Mwah. Well, and then Mwah. you decided to spoil me as well. That is true. I was and, like, hey, uh, you have to spoil my friend too. <laughs> yeah. So so now it turns him on to be able to spoil both of us at the same time. Yes. Knowing, knowing that we're talking about him. Like, yeah. He's, he's got her he's something. Getting, he got me something. He's getting so. hard right now just listening to this. Aren't Probably. you, Kevin? Aren't you? I, I'm pretty sure he is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So what's new with you? So I am uh, about to depart from Hong Kong. I love it here. I cannot wait to come back. 
Um, and then obviously I'm going to go back to Australia at some point. Um, so, you know, just re- getting ready to return to the States. Um, but I would like to give a quick shout out to uh, a few ladies that okay. uh, hel- that helped me along my journey here. Obviously, uh, Vivian, that goes without saying. Um, <laughs> but uh, but while I was in Australia, um, uh, ladies, you know, would like message me on Twitter and they gave me some like great advice about, you know, things in, in Australia. Um, one would be Adela Blackwood. She was talking to me for days, just, you know, like giving me advice on what to do. And, you know, because it's completely different in Australia than it is in the States. And oh, that I'm, was nice of her. And I'm just like, how do I know that these guys aren't going to like stalk me? And she's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just paranoid. And she's like, it's totally different here. So she just, you know, talked me through things. And I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense now. Um, so nice. I greatly appreciate you, Adela, for that. I actually did not plan on going to Hong Kong this trip, but I talked to Elise Jolie, and she was like, "Oh, our femme fatale, our femme fatale." And she was like, <laughs> "She was like, it is uh, Hong Kong is great. You should try Asia." And I was like, "Oh, well, since I'm already over here." Um, yep, so she, that's what I did too. <laughs> so she gave me some great advice. So thank you, uh, Elise Jolie. Nice. And then I yeah, got because it's so close. Yes. Uh, so yeah. um, and then the last two ladies, I got to uh, to meet two beautiful Australian ladies, Kara Quinn and Kyla Winter. They I met them out for drinks, and they were beautiful, wonderful girls. We I know Kara. Do you? <laughs> Yeah, we did a doubles together when I was in Australia and Brizzy. Oh, she did did not give me those details. (laughs) Well, Nazi girl, you you Nazi girl, not kiss and tell. (laughs) Uh, But they so they were so I met them here in Hong Kong. And oh, nice. Yeah. So they were also telling me about places to go. And, uh, you know, and actually Kara reached out to me before I got here and was like, Hey, I see that you're going to be in Hong Kong. And she also uh, gave me suggestions on, you know, what area to stay and everything. So I greatly appreciate it. It really is. It really is. So I greatly appreciate all of these ladies for helping me. You guys were wonderful resources while I was traveling and I, I just can't say enough. Thank you so much. Okay, nice. Okay, so before we move on to our new segment, Funny Things Clients and Companions Say, I wanted to say really quickly, guys, if you could please go on iTunes and rate and review us and subscribe to the show, five-star rating, of course. That would be great because it helps helps our numbers. It helps people know more about the show. So please, iTunes, five-star review, subscribe. Leave a review. Thank you so much. Okay. Yes. Chantel, <laughs> it's your turn to say uh, one thing, uh, one funny thing you've heard clients or companions say. So this week, I'm going to say something uh, funny, a funny thing that companions say. So I don't know if anybody, <laughs> I don't know if anybody's been paying attention to the crazy things that's going on in Twitter. Uh, but mm-hmm. um, one night while I was out having drinks in Hong Kong, <laughs> I get the, an alert that, you know, I was mentioned in a tweet and uh, I will not mention her name, 
No, we don't give people uh, unnecessary credit on this show. But but this <laughs> this person decided to come after my co-host Vivian, and she she made a, she came up with like some rumor that uh, Vivian wasn't able to leave the country. Like we live in the United States, who can't leave the country? You may not be able to go to certain countries like Cuba, you know, without no that that that's been lifted. You can go to Cuba now. Well, okay. Certain countries you have <laughs> to get not like North Korea. North Korea, perfect example. You may not be able to just easily go to North Korea, but I can assure you that you can certainly leave the United States. Um, well, so, unless you have an ankle bracelet and like some kind of a warrant, right? Right, but those, those are like pending. extenuating circumstances, right? But hers is just general. Like I heard that Vivian can't leave, and she then was, she was doing some weird subtweeting. Nonsense. But then that but, was so weird. But then she like so this was like a tweet where you tweeted out about us uh, a couple Florida going ladies to Dubai. going to yeah. Dubai, and then she says, "Well, I hear that Vivian cannot travel, but." I'm available. So I was just like, how can you just like report on a rumor <laughs> one? So that to me, that is a funny thing that a companion has done is reported on some random rumor that like but nobody it even turned heard out. About it, it wasn't, but it wasn't even a rumor. She just made it up because she was trying to get that one girl's attention. Remember? That's well, what it all ended yes. up. Yes. And then she but then she starts <laughs> dragging other ladies into this who have no uh. idea what's going on. So yeah, that yeah, is something we were funny. all dazed and confused. That was a funny thing that uh, that companions I shouldn't say say, but a funny thing a companion did. And I was like, I yeah. I was like That was very strange. I was hoping that she had a friend that could reach out to her and say, Hey, is everything okay? Because yeah, I was, she was actually definitely she was she was unwinding and, and spiraling out of control because I was dealing with a case of identity theft <laughs> oh, <laughs> already. God. Yeah. Some bitch, yes, I said bitch, <laughs> some ratchet bitch stole my photos, mm-hmm. put them on her website like they were her own. Yes. So I had to do a lot of uh, damage control. I had to, like, let the world know that that was not me. And then, of course, I blog about it. So, uh, But I'll talk about it later on in the show. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah so it, it was quite a week <laughs> yes it literally was and I, I'm sitting like in I'm sitting like in um in a bar in Hong Kong and I have like guys like buying me drinks and stuff and I'm just like I you even had all the I, time I, I, I literally <laughs> said like listen I'm just sitting here drinking I have nothing but time and opportunity tonight like let's do this and I was like yeah. I don't know why I engaged in it but I was just ah, like, every now and then you got to get a little dirty, ju- just a little bit. But yeah, yeah. definitely but not. You, de- something she, I you normally definitely do. read her. You read her, her, her rights, her Miranda rights. I, I civil rights. I gathered her entire <laughs> life. Okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. So moving on. What's in the news? Uh, this one is from the Huffington Post's release May 11, 2018. And the title is. This bill is killing us nine sex workers on their lives in the wake of FOSTA. So basically, they interviewed nine ladies, uh, sex workers, to, you know, get their feedback on how the new bill is affecting them. Uh, The article basically reiterates the dangers of FOSTA and how it has increased the number of assault and arrest of sex workers 
and they took the statements from nine ladies. One lady was surprised to find how much her work in pornography had been affected by the bill's passage. Her archives were deleted by Google Drive and her bank account abruptly pulled out of processing payments for her website, uh, her bank. Another lady said, it's forcing me to go back to the streets, walking up and down, trying to find clients. Wow. Another lady, you know who this person is. <laughs> I do. Yeah, she's been in some controversy uh, lately, but that's a story for another day. Uh, she said, they want us out of sight, underground, dead, or in the streets, easy to arrest. Uh, a Florida companion said, this bill is killing us. We can't screen clients like we used to, which is what was keeping us safe. A dominatrix out of L.A. said, we're trying to figure out how many of us are literally dying because of this law that's supposedly trying to keep us safe. A Colorado companion said, it has made me feel very hopeless. A Canadian companion said, my income has been slashed dramatically to the point where I don't know if I'll be able to make ends meet. And finally, another lady said, this bill will and already has been responsible for the murder, rape, and arrest of sex workers and will further push traffic people underground. Now, one thing I did not care for in this article was when it said the most marginalized groups, example, people of color, LGBTQ people, low income people and the disabled are most dangerously affected by changes to the digital landscape. I do not like the fact that they're just putting entire groups of people in boxes. I so, do not like that at all. Basically, they're saying that people of color all people of color are marginalized and LGBTQ people are marginalized. Uh, I know plenty of LGBTQ people that are killing it right now. Yes. They're well, not you know, starving. They're not hurt in any way because they're on the higher end. Same thing with people of color. I know many ladies of color that are not affected by this bill. So I really don't like the fact that they made it seem like, oh, it's just the, you know, typical blonde hair, blue eyed lady that's not affected by this, but everybody else pretty much well, is you know, dying in the gutters. You I know, didn't like that at all. What I did not like about um, what this particular person said, like her actual statement was um, she put, she said that she um, is a privileged sex worker. And yeah, then, pretty and, much. And then she said, you know, she went on to say, you know, about the whole marginalized thing, but it was the fact that she put, she didn't realize that her own privilege, which, you know, acknowledging that you have privilege is great, but then you also need to realize the effectiveness of like the things that you're saying. So you're, you're saying that, you know, like I'm a white woman, I have privilege. I know that I have privilege, but then to say like, because a person of color, like you just like marginalize all of us. Like I am a person of color. Vivian is a person of color. We are both, we would be, we would say are, are part of the privileged population among sex workers where, yep. where we did not feel the same effects as some of the marginalized women of color who are, you know, maybe lower income, like lower. And I'm not, I'm not even going to lie. It actually made my business get even better. I'm not going to lie. This whole bill increased my business. Yeah, because, because so it, we it do... had the opposite effect on me because well, I don't know why, but it just did. I mean, obviously, there's a, a, a lot of reasons that go into it. But I just didn't like the fact that they just grouped entire, you know, uh, segments or, or demographics of people 
into one box. No, I, I did not appreciate that. I mean, because there are plenty of marginalized uh, sex workers that are that are that are that are white (laughs) that are white i mean okay so as you guys know that i do work with um with swap Mm -hmm. um the sex workers outreach uh project and which um, our t-shirts are actually going to to, we're donating some of our our, uh, 50 percent of our profits from our no no time wasted t-shirts to them swap tampa yes and i and i will say that at these swap meetings until like recently, cause I've been a part of them for like about a year now. Um, mm-hmm. until recently I was the only woman of color there. I'm not, I'm not marginalized in the sense of, you know, um, being low income, you know, what have you. Um, but the, most of the women that like that have come, like we don't really out the women that are like less privileged, but none of them have been a woman of color. The women that you guys actually get together to help. The get together to help. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, are there some out there that I personally haven't uh, seen? I'm sure there are. But when they paint like an entire group, you would think that like every single uh, woman of color is, you know, underprivileged and low income and like walking the streets. And that is just not true. Like we should just we should just leave it at you know, the people who are underprivileged exactly. and low income, like, don't, just leave don't it there. Say we don't LGBTQ have to segregate Because, again, there are plenty of LGBTQ people that are doing phenomenally. Doing just well. And they're I, not, know, they're, I know plenty they're of women of They're not really color. that marginalized. I know plenty of women of color, and I don't know anyone that's marginalized. So... I personally do not. I personally exactly. do not. Exactly. So, is... this, this article, I don't, I don't like the way they, they worded this this article it was kind of annoying yeah i don't i don't and i'm not and i hope that nobody thinks that you know we're like attacking this person for saying that i don't think that she realized we're not we're just setting the record straight right i don't think she realized the impact that a statement like that could have but it just feeds into the stereotype you know kind of like the stereotype that you know all sex workers are drug addicts exactly. and you know abused and all this stuff like it kind of feeds traffic. into one of those stereotypes <laughs> exactly it feeds into one of those stereotypes that being a person of color you're automatically marginalized and that's a now, lie ladies especially the that, it's just not that true that are looking to get into this business that's really why I'm I'm talking about this right now for all right. for all you women of color newbies that are looking to get into this line of work I assure you there is room for you on any level you want to pick don't let anybody exactly. tell you that you're you could only be on the marginalized level because that is a fucking lie. It is. We do not agree with that. Not you at all. You can be as successful as you want to be. You just have to, as I said, I've said plenty of times, treat this like a business and put in the work. You have to be committed to it. But you, mm-hmm. you can thrive in this line of work on any level, no matter your race or sexual orientation. So... Yeah, exactly. Anywho, <laughs> femme fatale. And now, here's your femme fatale of the week. Our femme fatale this week is Nikki Irish. Mm, she's a firecracker. Now, she is a firecracker. I uh, I listened to an interview that she did on another podcast. Um, she had it um, as a pen tweet. I, I do apologize. I don't remember the name of the show at this very second. Um, but you can find it on her Twitter because I, I believe it's still uh, her pen tweet. Nope. She um, removed it. It's no longer pen. Oh, did she? Yeah. 
Okay. Well, I'm sure it's, it's it, somewhere out but there. But I believe the title was like, actually, you could just Google Nikki Irish and her podcast, and I'm sure it'll come up. But it had to do with yeah. sex or something. Yeah. So I listened to her whole interview, and I was like, this this woman is hilarious. Yeah, she is she definitely was, she was funny. Feisty. Feisty. She's just she's just like very open. She she is who she is, and she makes no apologies about I it. Love and it. Nikki, we love you for that, girl. Um, so she's a gorgeous woman, and I'm sure any guy would just have a fun time booking her. Um, you can follow her on Twitter at Nikki. That's N I K K I underscore Irish. Date idea. Ding 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 ding. Okay. <laughs> since, since her since her last name is Irish, I was thinking that a lovely gentleman could book me, you, and Miss Nikki Irish and take us to Ireland. <laughs> oh, so now you want to go along with <laughs> Look, my theme. Dude, am I are you gonna do my job again? Are you gonna are you gonna do my job? No, no, are no. You, do my job? Got you. you got it, you got okay. it. Okay. That's I'll what I thought. That's what I thought. <laughs> okay. So book me, Chantel, and Miss Nikki Irish. Take us to Ireland and let's go tour like the Guinness factory and, you know, whatever the hell else Ireland has to offer. But it has to be in the summertime, though, because their winters are drab. So, guys, yeah, yeah. get on it. Book her. Book us. Book everybody. Yeah. I would I would love to see the Irish countryside. I hear it's some of the most it's, beautiful, it's beautiful views it's ever. It's beautiful. Okay. So uh, tip of the week. I have two tips actually because of my whole <laughs> because of my whole uh identity theft situation. But first, there's been this guy that's been pestering me for months. <laughs> oh god, that guy. On Twitter, via email, on my freaking chat thing on my website. He's oh been, my god. He's been pestering me, claiming that he wants to see me, but my rates are too high. I finally have to call him out on Twitter. Guys, please don't do this. If a girl is expensive like I am you can do one of two things a save up and see me and we'll have a fabulous time together or b don't contact me at all keep it moving and find somebody else that's in your price range those are I the would only absolutely two options <laughs> absolutely. Do not, I mean and I was actually nice I don't know why I guess I, I must be like in a generous mood because normally I would just block but I actually like had to explain to him. I took my time to explain to him. No, this is not how it's done. Blah 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 blah. But guys, please don't do that. Don't pester aren't you, a woman aren't about you her kind. rates. I know I'm so kind. <laughs> so kind. Yes, yeah, so kind. Don't pester a woman about her rates. It's not cool. We don't like it. It sucks. No, okay. it's really it's really weird. Second tip. So I was just saying how this lady stole half my gallery for her website. She also stole other women's uh, pictures too, which is weird. It's like. Why wouldn't you be consistent with your thievery? <laughs> you know, it's like the, the other person that she picked, we look nothing alike. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I just don't even understand. Like if you put that much effort into stealing exactly. stuff, you could have your own. I exactly. Just don't understand it. So, yeah, ladies, we've talked about this before. Well, mostly to do with plagiarism, but don't steal another woman's pictures. It's not cool. Like, no, I spend time and effort and money to make sure that I have glamorous and great looking photos, don't go steal my shit because I will come for you. 
Don't do I mean, it. But, I mean, but just <laughs> even like, you know, just don't you even care? I mean, obviously, I guess they don't. But don't you even care about your clients? Like exactly. you get there and you're doing like this whole bait and switch thing. Yeah. Which and, I, and I mentioned woman, in the previous she, episode well, she about my experience. Had, she had reviews that clearly said she was bait and switch. Yes. You know, so some of her, we, we reported some of her ads and they were taken down, but you know, a couple of things are not down yet, but we'll see how that pans out, but please don't do this. Cause I will come for you. And then not that you should, but if you must steal, why would you steal from someone like me who has a podcast and it's at very well known? Like, right. Like it's not, I mean, <laughs> like, if somebody, I, ha- if like, I have a platform to put you on blast, why would you do that? Like, Go steal like, from someone that's not like prominent. I, if I if a like if a guy who was like doing what they're supposed to do and do their actual research, mm-hmm. he saw your photos and like okay, and then decided you know maybe do some more research and then come across your name, like how like do you really think that's gonna work out well for you? I uh, mean, and not to mention that she's stolen your brand new photos that you. Just I put know. Up. My my one in my royal purple dress. She literally yes. it wasn't even a week and she stole those. And like, I'm like, could, that like, was really what have, pissed me off. Like could you at least waited like a you month know, before, like, you know? Can you have some common decency to wait a month before you steal my new photos? Like Jesus she Christ. Didn't give lady. A shit. She stole everything and that the the purple one, that was what pissed me off. But I actually have video of that purple dress, so I don't know how she's gonna try to yeah. Anywho. I mean, I mean, but and then not to mention when you mess with my co-host, you're messing yeah. with me. She did. And, she did. She came for her on Twitter. And thank I you, thank and you, I, co-host, for having my back. You're welcome. Like, I will come for you and I will gather your entire life and I make no apologies about it. <laughs> oh, like, and- I'm, a, I'm a really nice person. Just don't don't get on <laughs> don't my back. Don't fuck with me. Yeah, don't Just fuck, do with, not us fuck with me. And we'll be fine. Other and than I- that, I'm quite pleasant. I also want to give a shout out to uh, two of our femme fatales that also had my back, uh, Sasha Benjamin and uh, Grace Evangeline. Thank you so much. And then uh, Brianna, uh, she also, Brianna, Brianna Moore. Brianna Moore. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because I only, I only call her Brianna all the time. Anyway, Brianna, <laughs> Brianna Moore actually texted this girl and like cussed her out. So thank you, ladies, for all going to bat for me. I appreciate it. Thank you. But I did blog about the details, everything that you need to know about this lady and, and her thievering ways. And you can read about it on my uh, blog, exoticvivian.com slash blog. Yes. Go visit that. Yeah. Um, so you can see you know, all the details. You know, Sasha and Grace, they always have our back. Like, we're like the, we're, it's like the original four, like the I know, bet. the Fantastic They're, Four. That's why I yes. wanted us to go to Dubai when that other weird girl jumped in. Oh, God. <laughs> Tell her, no. <laughs> can't sit with us. No. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Moving on. All right, so today we are talking about self-care, and we have a very special guest, Dr. Julie Kay. Dr. Julie Kay is a doctor of psychology. She primarily does online therapy all over the world and has a private practice in Los Angeles, California, uh, where she also does neuroacoustics, which is a sound technology for brainwave entertainment. Dr. Julie has been treating people in the adult industry for almost five years now as part of her patient base. Currently, she is accepting adult clients for individual therapy. Her experience includes meditation workshops, equine therapy, drug and alcohol counseling, 
solution-focused therapy with the emphasis on brief therapy. Her style is aggressive, but you you won't be in therapy forever. Nice. Which I think, which I think is a amazing. great thing. Yeah. Right. That means she really cares about her clients, mm-hmm. right? And isn't just milking mm-hmm. them for money. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Julie has appeared on television shows such as TLC's My Strange Addiction and The Dr. Phil Show. Uh, for men and women in the adult industry, she is offering a free consult. Hello, Dr. Julie. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Hello. Thank you so much um, for coming on today. Yeah, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. We actually had scheduled for later, and then you had a, a, a client, so we had to work <laughs> around it. So thanks for uh, still making time for us. Yes, I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, so we're just going to jump right in here. Um Please tell our listeners about yourself and why you are qualified to speak on the mental state of companions. <laughs> right from the questions. Yes. Um, I've been a doctor of psychology for several years now. And um, ironically, um, someone came into my life who was a male adult film performer and was asking a lot of questions and became my client. And then he started telling me about some of the other female actresses and then what they do on the side and what they do outside of that. And just referrals started coming in because he spoke pretty highly of the results that we had. And so, um, yeah, I didn't expect to, you know, break into this patient base through a male actor, but that's just how some things, sometimes things just unfold that way. Yeah. That's really cool. That was like a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you you have no um, personal history in like adult anything. Like you you didn't strip your way through med school or anything. No, I did not. <laughs> um, um, there are times when I was paying for my student loan, and now in hindsight, I'm like, whoa, I wish I would have. Um, but. <laughs> Unfortunately, no, but living, I live in Los Angeles. So this is, you know, it used to be, you know, the, you know, San Fernando Valley was the base of all film industry. So I think just more where I'm located and just being um, kind of a progressive thinker, thinker out of the box. I just kind of magnetized um, people that were looking for that, not the traditional therapist. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so you kind of already mentioned what made you start working with companions. Um, Do you work exclusively with companions? Um, I do not um, for a couple different reasons. I would love to, but companions are, some of you are classy, impressive businesswomen, and some of you aren't as (laughs) much. (laughs) So, we get it. We get ha- it. How um, nice of you to put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I love the mindset and I love the just boldness and just frank communication that I have with my clients that are in this industry. But because, you know, it's um, some of the ladies are flakier than others. So I could not, you know, build a whole uh, practice on that. But yeah. you don't have to tell us. Yeah, yeah we, we know. We know. <laughs> um, yeah. But I'm open to more coming into my practice, and I do love working with that population. But it's probably upwards of 60% of my clients are in the adult-related industries of some sort. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that's actually that's, a lot. That's yeah. up there. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. I've kind of now got a reputation and a following for it. <laughs> 
Yeah. And uh, like, have you noticed any kind of um, backlash or negative feedback? Because, you know, we had a, a lawyer on a few episodes ago and he said that some of his mainstream clients dropped him when they realized he was working with porn stars and the adult business. Have you had that in your profession or no? Well, I don't usually tell other clients who my other clients are unless I yeah, know that is true. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I may speak in a general way when I know my client is open-minded and progressive and can handle the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, if people want to be that harshly judging, they won't, don't want to see me as a psychologist because of who my other patients are. Well, then we're not a match and that's fine. It's not meant to be. So I just kind of tr- trust the universe on that. Um, if somebody's really worried about, you know, what I do and what my other practice is about, then they're already avoiding looking at themselves. So that's already a sign of they're trying and- to come to therapy but not do work if they're obsessing on me. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and that's kind of cool, though, that you're able to literally just uh, shrink everyone you meet and you don't have to <laughs> deal with, you don't have to deal with, oh, why is this person feeling this way? Because you kind of already know how to deal with people's minds. Yes, right. that is great. <laughs> so, I, I try. Um, I try. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what advice would you give ladies that are struggling with surviving in this line of work? And the ladies that can't tell their families what they do and have a hard time leading a, a sort of a double life. Well, it's, you know, it is still a case by case situation. I definitely, um, because America is so still pretty conservative and judgmental, I always err on, let's just think about this before you tell your family. Let's just talk about it a little bit more. Let's just see if this is really <laughs> in, um, if it's going to turn out to be a win-win situation for all involved. Mm-hmm. I think some girls just want to tell their secrets so bad that they tell their family prematurely or they tell the wrong family member who shames them. And so yeah. hence, that's probably why I am so busy is because I'm like that one person that knows all their secrets and isn't going to judge them and they can be all of them with me. Um, and I think some people don't even have that one person. I, I know a lot of escorts have other girlfriends who are escorts, but then you're still a little bit selective of like telling another escort everything because she might try to steal my clients or right. who knows what. Blackmail you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, there, there's some, something just came out about that. Like a girl is like outing girls. You saw that on Twitter. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. did see that. So that was we, we, have to be, we have to be careful who we actually tell anything to because sometimes girls – can be catty and yeah i i know exactly what it's you're a very saying. cutthroat catty business as i'm sure you you know because of your clients <laughs> yeah yeah and but then i've also met some women that like are like authentic and real and grounded and classy and got their stuff together and it's you know it's refreshing and it's also you know helps to break the stereotype and the judgment that all mm-hmm. girls are this way like well a significant portion are but not all are Right. Um, So, um, but yes, as far as going back to your question about telling your family, I'm always asking like, why do you feel the need to tell your family? What are you trying to gain? Is that best? Can your mother handle the truth? Let's just you and I talk about it first. And sometimes it is a great idea. And sometimes, um, you know, if somebody really can't handle the balancing act required to be in this business and live a life and 
then, you know, maybe there's somebody that shouldn't be in this business if they have to be fully transparent and 100% honest with everybody in their life. And then there's just oversharing too. Like if you're a waitress or a a dental assistant, I don't say, well, how many cavities did you drill? And you know, what did it smell like? And we we don't ask all these questions about other jobs. Like we ask about your job. So it's, if you treat it like a job, you know, then, I mean, do you have to tell your grandma everything? Like, no, she doesn't care, but it's, it's, there's a lot of power in the escort's hands and, just things really need to be explored as to like, what's your real intention and motivation? Is it just you're tired of carrying a secret? Well, let's find some safe people you can tell your secrets to before it's immediate family. And then if it has to be immediate family, like, is that, you know, who are these people? Are they stable or are they going to manipulate you or judge you or, you know, excommunicate you, et cetera? Exactly. And do you have any suggestions on how ladies uh, can stay mentally balanced in this line of work? Oh, boy. That's a big question. Um, <laughs> again, it's a case-by-case situation. But, I mean, a big thing is you ladies have to watch the alcohol consumption. I mean, this is a job. Yeah. And some of the ladies just – and probably other substances as well. But whenever anybody's mixing more than one or two drinks with their job, I don't care what job it is – you're, you're playing with danger. So to stay mentally balanced, you got to keep your head on straight. You have to watch the clock. You have to be clear headed. You have to treat it like a business. So that's like the number one. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things, but number one is watch the alcohol ladies. It does not benefit anything once you get past a couple of ounces. Um, Yeah. I mean, we talked about this uh, a couple of episodes ago about, you know, the whole drinking thing. So yeah, yeah. And uh, we're right professional. there with you. Yes. Like per- personally, I've always been a social drinker. That's just my ammo. Like alcohol has never like been a thing for me. Like even in college, you know how girls or guys too go through the whole drinking. Oh, keg stands. Frat of course. Parties. Yeah. I never did any of that. Shit. I'm, I was never <laughs> like that either. Uh, yeah. So like alcohol is just like uh, a social thing. As a matter of fact, if I'm not having a good time, I tend to drink less, mm. <laughs> right? Like mm-hmm. my alcohol consumption usually goes with if I'm in a great mood, you know, like if like if I'm with like friends and family and we're all just dancing, partying, then I tend to drink a little bit more. But I've never been at that point where I'm just like having to be carried out of a room. Right. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, yeah. But, yeah. Especially not a client's hotel room. You want, you know, oh, you, God. Can, you can I be can festive and stars. party. But not with a client, you know. Right. No. Yeah. No. I know exactly what you're saying. So, yeah. Okay. And then go on. Sorry, oh, just as far as just other things that, like, how, I guess was the question was how to stay mentally balanced is, mm-hmm. you know, is just an overall balanced lifestyle. Like, I know some girls get so seduced by the quick, fast money. They just want to work, 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 work. And, you know, they don't eat properly, they don't sleep properly, they don't have social life, and then you end up being rich and isolated and alone. And, you know, you need to have a day off, or you need to have girlfriends, or you need to exercise. Um, because there will, oh, especially if you if you're seeing men only, I mean, men will always be in the mood again, their sex drive isn't going to end because you didn't take that appointment, men will always be horny again. So mm-hmm. <laughs> they will. I mean, that's what testosterone does. It's here to, you know, make sure the species doesn't die out on this planet. So, you know, having a balanced life, um, 
But, you know, there's also the other thing of like, this is a limited time opportunity for a lot of women. You know, once we get to, I don't know, 55, 60, the cellulite and the wrinkles kick in, a lot of ladies don't want to keep escorting at that age. So it's, it's, it's kind of a nice balance of like knowing the opportunity you have and capitalize, capitalizing on it and getting out of it. If you have the mental fortitude to handle this business, there's a lot of escorts that aren't supposed to be doing it because they can't handle it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah. um, that's a whole nother topic. Hence the whole alcohol and stuff. Like I've always said, if you have to uh, drink or use any substance to do something, you probably exactly. But Mm -hmm. yeah. So, okay, I was reading on your website, uh, you offer neuroacoustic vibrational medicine therapy. Mm -hmm. Can you please explain to our listeners what that is? And me too, because I don't know. (laughs) Um, So, that is only for clients who can actually come into my office um, because it is a sound chair. That's basically if you went into the nightclub and you sat on a speaker, you're going to feel that speaker vibrating your whole body. So my chair is kind of like you're sitting on a speaker and then you have headphones on and glasses. And so the sound that's played through there that you see, hear and feel helps strengthen certain states of mind. So, for example, if you're a student and you're studying, you know, when you really remember information, you're actually in a calm state of mind, which if I were to put brain sensors on you, that's an alpha wave, which is maybe 13 hertz per second. If I have you listening or sitting in the chair, training your brain for alpha, if you're a student, you also then can have um, a higher capacity for memory and learning. Um, Like I have an actress, she keeps forgetting her lines. We have her on a uh, memory program. I have an athlete who knows when he's in the zone, let's say a basketball player, when they're actually in the zone and they hit every single basket, they're actually pretty calm. And so a lot of it is training your brain for those calm states where you're in the flow, you're in the zone, but also you're not in stress response, you're not in PTSD, you're not in high anxiety. So I can use the chair for people that are trying to just be normal again, but I can also use the chair for people that want to be peak performers. Um, And I have had... That's pretty cool. Yeah, that is. It's um, it's basically sound waves are another form of medicine. And so this is just taking it into a scientific way that I can actually program a certain frequency or hertz or BPM, so to speak. Um, I hope that makes sense. I know it's kind of technical. <laughs> no, it, it makes, no, it makes it, perfect it sense. It does. It makes, it makes sense. And I didn't even know that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, there's a there's a spa here in Aventura that offers a, a sound wave therapy, but it has nothing to do with what you just said. Like, but it's a chair, and they put headphones on you, and you just kind of drift away into your own thoughts. It's kind of like meditation, I guess, so to speak. But there's no like vibration or anything. Right. And so for mine, if you think of like you go to the gym and you do bicep curls to strengthen your biceps, this is also kind of like an inner gym. It's strengthening a familiar state or a familiar rhythm. And then Mm. after, you know, six weeks of doing one frequency, your brain has been trained or strengthened like your bicep curl to recognize and go to those states more often. Um, yeah, that's very. Now, is that is that something that you? Because I know a lot of ladies in the business um, suffer from like PTSD and things like that. Would that sound therapy uh, be beneficial to somebody with PTSD? 
Um, definitely. Um, I have been treating um, car accident victims and pedestrians and bicyclers who have been hit by cars with PTSD and this technology. And it's just been experimental. And I haven't seen anybody more than nine sessions. And they're like, I'm fine. I'm back to normal. And they're driving and walking and bicycling. So, um, oh, that's wow. really cool. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily yeah, want to cool. specialize in PTSD, but I have had people that have that and I've used the chair just with nine appointments and they're already discharged and they're done with therapy. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And nice. so uh, you did say that obviously, um, that you only offer that in, uh, in person sessions. So you have a, a, you do offer online therapy. Do you find that there's a difference in effectiveness to seeing a person online versus, uh, in person? Um, a little bit. It kind of depends on the age of the client. So most people, I actually wrote my dissertation on, on this thing as well. Most people that are born 1980 and before were called digital immigrants. And us, us converting to like doing any chat rooms or any therapy online is a little uncomfortable. But all you young ladies who were born after 1980, <laughs> you were, you're called a digital um, native. So you were born with technology. So my younger clients love Skype. They love FaceTime. They love Google. But um, I think one thing that is really effective is you're in your own home. Maybe you're even in your own bedroom. You're probably in your pajamas. You're comfortable. You might even mm-hmm. have your cat, your cat or your dog on your lap and you're looking at me on the camera and we're doing therapy, but you're actually able sometimes to even open up and just even cry your eyes out if need be. More so when we're just, you're on your computer on your own couch with your favorite blankie. And I actually feel like sometimes the online therapy is more effective because you're not having to get in the car and then go through traffic and drive home. And then when you get home, you're like, what did I talk about in therapy? Because I kind of just had to pull it together and it's, you know, it's my office. So a lot of times it depends on the age of the client. I think most people that are younger, I love online and actually it's equally effective. And my older clients, they still are trained that, you know, just like there was no online colleges. And so they still learn and think they get deeper work done in person. Um, so yeah, I hope that answers your question. <laughs> yes, it, yes, it does. Huh. I was actually surprised. What should a lady look for when she's attempting to find a uh, sex worker friendly therapist? Are there any questions she should ask? Is that a personality type? I don't know. Um, Well, I haven't ever been in that position, but I know when ladies come to me or when they eventually come to me, a lot of times they're like, I've been to a therapist who um, thought that sex working was the reason I needed therapy. And I think when you're looking for a therapist, being a sex worker, if that is only one reason or not even the main reason, the first thing you tell the therapist is, okay, I happen to be a sex worker, but I have boyfriend problems and I've got children problems and I have college problems and I may have other things I don't know about, but I, it's almost like some, some of the older school therapists just automatically jump to the conclusion or the assumption sex working is your problem. And it's not necessarily that truth or actually even the problem at all. Sometimes, mm-hmm. um, to, yeah, Ianla. Yeah. <laughs> so even just introducing, this is just a portion of my life. It's not all my life, and it's probably not the whole reason I'm coming there. Um, the, you know, they don't necessarily have had to have worked with a sex worker in the past. It is better if they have because it's a, it is a little bit of a unique secret population. Um, so you. 
you know, I guess just, yeah, is, is, does she have any judgments about it? And also, you know, some therapists are very upfront. They're very Christian or they're very Buddhist or they're very Jewish. And so you may even want to ask, like, do you happen to have any strict religious beliefs as a therapist? And are you, you know, is this going to cause you to be uncomfortable doing therapy with me? Um, oh, that's exactly yeah. say- good thought. Yeah. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I know people even have on their website, I do Christian counseling and I'm a therapist. It's like, okay, that might not be a perfect fit um, yeah. unless you're looking for that. Um, and I would also say, like, I would like to do a little introductory. Like, can we just try one or two or three sessions and see how it feels where there's not this commitment? Like, just because I have one session with you yeah. doesn't mean I'm going to stay in therapy with you for an hour or um, for a year. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's a chemistry thing. Um and then I would I would think too that referrals are probably also good because if somebody had a good experience, uh, like a friend of yours is just like you had a good experience, would you say referrals are good? I mean, almost Ish. all of my business comes from my existing patients referring me, their friends, families, there relatives. Um, I happen to have uh, a banner on one website that does get me a lot of business. Um, and I'm grateful for that, but most of mine is word of mouth and existing patients having, you know, success doing therapy with me that they refer me their friends or families or sisters or bosses or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And okay. so I know that everything we do and uh, become as adults stems from our childhood and relationships with our parents. What do you feel about society painting every female sex worker as having daddy issues? I think it's bullshit. Um, Excuse me. It's not true. It's a mass generalization. Um, I mean, I think a lot of people have daddy issues. Um, I would say, what about mommy issues? But I would say, again, every escort is a very unique snowflake and comes into and does this business for very, very, very different reasons. But Mm -hmm. society doesn't want to believe that. Like, I know one girl just literally was a poor, poor, poor girl growing up. And just, I mean, she worked on an orchard picking apples. And then when she somehow, some way met, Oh my God, she met her first client. How 18th century. I know. Oh wow. Picking apples. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then she saw her first client because somebody thought she was beautiful. And she literally, if anything, she's got money issues or she's just so grateful to be making good money, but had healthy parents. Um, it's, it, I, I like to go back to like, okay, when we were cavemen and cave women, we wanted a caveman who was strong and was going to go hunt and bring the buffalo back so my family won't starve. Mm-hmm. So most women mm-hmm. are seeing older male clients. So that's what, a daddy? Not mm-hmm. really. It could be a daddy. I think it's more so the older and wealthier person is back to our DNA where we want that buffalo hunter. He's going to bring the buffalo home. And somebody that's older and has money – that's security. Exactly. That's security. We can exhale. We can have a. We can yeah. go and have a second child. Mm-hmm. We're not going to have a second child if the guy never brings a buffalo home. So- or any children. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So. Yeah. I mean, because I'm sure you've heard of this. I don't even know if she's a real therapist. Ayanla, and she has a show on O Network, uh, Oprah Network, or whatever, own TV. And there was an episode on there because her show is called Fix My Life. Have you? Have you? I actually have. I have not actually. Okay, so she's like supposedly this therapist. I don't know if she's a real one or if she's just like Doctor Phil. But 
she has people come on her show and they tell her their problems and then she basically fixes their lives and then there was an episode uh, uh, Sasha was actually the one that posted it on Twitter Mm. I believe and she said uh, there's no like a girl would not become a sex worker if her dad was in her life or something to that extent Mm. which kind of made me think like what you said it's bullshit because we also have male sex workers do they have daddy issues too or is it just the women that we're trying to control or, or judge or whatever how do, how do you feel about that whole um well <laughs> i'm proud of her that she has a show on oh good for her she's doing something right but um, <laughs> yeah good, good for her um, i mean i i kind of like to bring it back to like love and attention as humans we want love and attention and nurturing so whether it was mom or dad or grandma if we didn't get just enough or if we were at a certain stage of our development where we just needed a little bit more, but mom was working and dad was gone, you know, now do we have mommy and daddy issues because we didn't get the love and nurturing when we needed it. So if you think of like, let's say it's a one hour appointment with a client and let's say you've got your best lingerie on, your hair is done, your nails are done. He's just excited because he's a traveling businessman and never sees his wife and never gets laid. And you guys have great sex, great conversation. The hour's over. Well, there's attention. There's love. There's compliments. There's fun. There's maybe an orgasm. And that feels good. So even though it's not the authentic love and attention we need to fulfill our nurturing, our development, it still freaking feels good. And Mm -hmm. it's better than nothing sometimes. And what's wrong with it? You left that person in a higher happiness state. And you probably are in a higher happiness state. And you have more money there's there's it feels good it's a rush it's fun it's a party it's an outlet it's a vice i mean label it whatever you want but he's going to go home probably be happier nicer to his wife and kids and to his coworkers and his secretary and yes so you know yes it's not okay i didn't get the love and attention when i was eight years old that i needed from my mom and dad i kind of was maybe a little bit neglected not totally neglected but now i'm still a woman or man and I still like love and attention and so it's kind of like it's like when you go buy a Louis Vuitton purse sometimes you buy the knockoff but the knockoff still works as a purse and it's good enough but you don't have the Louis Vuitton but it's still it's okay it's a purse and it still works who knows that you got it from Chinatown so it's kind of like (laughs) (laughs) we know I've no I know you ladies don't That was such a great analogy. I love it. But that, yeah, that was a really good analogy. Okay, so how do you feel about the sex work industry as a whole? This includes escorts, doms, cam girls, porn stars, strippers, sugar babies. Oh boy. Um, I think that it accidentally um, can be a slippery place for people playing around on the fringes of it because it's such an exciting, seductive, profitable thing, entity, concept, whatever you want to call it, that anything good usually attracts these kind of Klingons from the outside that's dangerous. So, you -hmm. know, um, so for the ladies that are new, for the clients that are new, for the men that don't understand decorum, for the girls that don't know how to screen, for the girls that don't know how to manage their alcohol, whatever it is, there's a there's a utility in. Um, now I'm getting into philosophy, but there's a utility to it. Please, that 
I mean, wasn't Mary Magdalene Jesus Christ, you know, escort? Like, there's something <laughs> that... If that whole thing is real, but... Go right, on. I don't know. <laughs> Let's just play along for, for the game. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's... I think there's a utility to it. So I think it should be considered... For most women, there's always the outliers to the bell-shaped curve. For most women, it should be a temporary job. You kick ass, make your money, and get out. For some women, they can do it long-term. But there's a lot of questions in America that are different than other countries. Like, I've got two patients who live in London, and it's a very different conversation I have with them. Oh, yeah. But I, the one thing that, more open over there. That, that, that this is what hurts my heart is the inexperienced and just the 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 negative men that can be drawn to this that prey upon the weak mm-hmm. <laughs> like in the animal kingdom mm-hmm. the the ones that pick the yep. weak ones from around the pack it's just my heart breaks and i'd almost wish some of the weaker ones would just go work three jobs or work in a bikini bar instead or go to school and i wish somebody would school some of these bad behaving men to like uh-uh, these are classy women and you would not be here if it wasn't for women giving birth to you. So there's things that... So basically our parents. Well, <laughs> it's just that women should be revered. You know, like, have you seen the Summer's Eve um, commercial on YouTube? It's just yes, like... Yes, I have. Hail to the V. <laughs> yes. yes. We yes. should be worshipped and some of these men just, we have to educate them or... or, or don't take an appointment by them. Women need to know how to just turn these guys down that are blacklisted or their references don't check out. Like, no, you don't get the honeypot. Sorry. So I wish some yeah. of these women yeah. would be a little stronger and we're getting there. The society is changing. It's shifting for sure. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just the, the business is always going to be there because testosterone will it's always it's been there testosterone <laughs> will always be in a man's bloodstream and it feels good and it's a release and um you know it for some people it's really healthy um but there's more to life it's just a part of life it's just a job it's just a career for a while it's it's all good it's if you respect the power of it and you're smart and classy and you know um it, I, most importantly, the ladies should not be afraid to say no because they'll come back around. They, what are they going to do? I mean, th- the men will come back around and they'll shape up and ship up and all that. Um, mm-hmm. Well, you have you have some ladies that, um, especially if they're considered like a survivor, surviving sex worker, where they literally say they do not have the options to turn down money. And I personally. I don't understand putting my mental health or physical health in danger. What would you say to them? Um, Those are the ones that she, her heart breaks for. Those are the ones she's talking about. Yeah. The, the, the weak survival ones that do it because they have to, but that's any job. If you do any job because you have to, it's always bad. Right. It's no, I don't great. think any of that is ever good. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, if, if that was my client, you know, then I would actually question her her thinking process. Like, okay, your thinking is very mm-hmm. fatalistic. Your thinking is very black and white. Let's see, is there any other options? Like, could you drive Uber for the weekend at a music festival, you know, with the surge pricing and you make $300 a day? Would you rather drive Uber at a music festival with surge pricing $300 a day than give some 
you know, rapist, a blowjob. Like, so it's, I, you know, I can't really give a blanket answer, but when women have that, like, it's all or nothing, black or white, I'm, I'm going to survive or I'm going to be dead tomorrow. I'm like, well, let's kind of look at this a little more closely. You know, do you have some Louis Vuitton shoes exactly. you can sell? Like you can probably go to the, you know, you know, the real real and sell your Louis Vuitton shoes before you have to do that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm always kind of analyze. Is that really your truth of your life, or is this just a story you've told your you've told yourself? Yeah. And you're very addicted to that victim story, and that person. Yeah, a, a lot of girls just love the drama. Actually, not just girls. People in general, I don't know. They thrive on like chaos and drama, and like, oh my god, the sky is falling. Th- that's what the crowd usually does. So. It obviously it's going to be in this line of work as well. So, yeah, a lot of girls, especially when the FOSTA thing happened, I'm sure mm-hmm. you've, you've had your mm-hmm. clients tell you about mm-hmm. FOSTA SESTA. A lot of girls were freaking out. Like, I had to leave Twitter for like <laughs> a few days. Like, me and Chantel were like, you know what? Nope, we're not doing this because a lot of girls are freaking out. Oh, we're dying. We're going to die now. And now I'm just like, if we would just breathe and then, you know, regroup mm-hmm. and then figure out our game plan at least that's the way my mind I mean works. so many so but, many of them think that yeah. we're all being forced out on the streets now and I I I understand why some women may have gone to the streets but just the large vast majority of us I don't understand why anybody is like a website is down I now have to hit the street I don't understand I don't understand it's that It's the panic it's the panicking and fear, you know, so they make irrational decisions. But, hey, I'm not the therapist. <laughs> <here>. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's it's time to adapt. I mean, you know, we have mm-hmm. volcanoes and tsunamis and we have to, we're animals. We adapt to our surroundings and it's a time to adapt and to think outside the box or, you know, maybe dip into savings or pick up a part-time job or retire or just breathe. Like you said, um, you know, or yeah, it's a time to adapt and adjust and think. I mean, I had about three girls quit therapy on the spot when that bill passed because they were so afraid. Wow. They were so afraid they wouldn't have money for to continue to stay in therapy. Um, one is back. Um, one girl enrolled in school immediately. One girl is like, well, I was waiting for a sign from God to quit this business and invest in something else. And she's like, all right, she's busy looking and investing in another business. Cause this is her sign from God. To, she's been playing around with retiring for a long time. She's like, okay, cool. that's a, that's a big enough sign. I'm going to retire and I'm going to go invest in a business. Um, mm-hmm. so, but again, going back to, Men will always be horny. So if you, they can't find you on an internet site, they'll find you. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> men and women will always procreate and have fun with each other somehow, some way. Um, yep. And probably a bunch of, you know, companies based in other countries will be popping up and opening up in the next couple of weeks. You know, I don't know. I- oh, there <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we had a lot of predatory uh, websites pop up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very concerning. <laughs> Taking advantage of, you know, the sky is falling. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So do you have any last words for our listeners uh, to the gentlemen and the ladies? Um, I mean... 
it's gotten a little bit serious in the recent history. If there's any way possible to bring it back to like play and fun and respect and enjoying life and being happy, if that's at all possible, like that's kind of why we do play with each other <laughs> is yeah. for the fun and yeah. the respect and the, you know, communication and, and a win-win. It should be a win-win. And I think we lose sight of that with like all this legal stuff and, fear and you know catastrophizing you know like can we just you know get in bed and have fun and giggle and like you know give each other pleasure like you know and make sure we communicate and have good boundaries like like it's supposed to be and hopefully we can kind of get back to that again you know for the people that want to stay in this business and for the people that want to still you know support you know all the providers out there um I have to just say, you two ladies, I'm so impressed with your podcast and oh, thank you. The, the topics that you cry. address and all your previous pods, I've been listening to them, you know, a couple of times, and I'm like, oh, oh wow, thank oh, you, wow. thank you so much. Tears, yeah, tears. You're intelligent. Coming, coming from an accomplished woman. Uh, yes, yes, that means thank so you much. So to much. Us. We take that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, you guys are the whole package. I can't believe nobody swept you off your feet and ticking you off. They better. <laughs> oh, oh, we're, we're waiting. waiting. <laughs> We've been telling them to come sweep us off our feet. <laughs> they better come now. Brains. They better come now, or they're going to be in a line waiting, and then it'll never happen. Yeah. So, gentlemen out there, you, I don't know where you guys are, but if you're listening, you're you're going to miss out on us real soon. <laughs> Yeah, because once we blow up and make our own money, I'm still gonna like guys. Well, I mean, I'm still gonna want to spend. Literally, listen, listen to the professional. She literally just said she can't believe you guys have not slept us off our feet. Listen to the professional. Yes, classy beauty brains. Your photos. Oh my goodness. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. So, okay, where can people find out more about you and contact you where you would actually respond? Um, yeah, I mean, you can go info at drjuliek.com or if you want to look at my pictures and website, it's drjuliek.com, just the letter K. Um, I'm, I'm everywhere. I'm on Instagram, Twitter. Um, oh, I didn't know yeah. you were on Instagram. What's your Instagram? Facebook. I'm going to follow you right now. Um, it's um, juliekpsyd. Um, but most women, they find my banner or they hear about me. They go to my site and they just send me an email straight from my website. Um, okay. Awesome. But you can also put. Well, I'm just following you because we have a, we have a, a Instagram. So the show is about to follow you. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Julie K P S Y D. Found ya. Thank you. Ah, oh, that's a cute, this is a cute picture. The glasses. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy. <laughs> following you thank you so much dr yes Julie. we really appreciate, we really appreciate your time. you taking time out of your day thank you you're welcome thanks for inviting me oh my god all right that was really good i mean i love her energy she was really great and obviously very sex worker friendly so if any yes. ladies you know out who there... she reminded me of you know who she reminded me of amy taylor i'm sorry yes she does she Didn't does kind of sound like amy yes yeah some of some of the things she said or some of the words she said kind of reminded me of well amy, she, she yeah, is one... she is in california so that would make sense yeah, and she is not bad to look at, folks. She is a hot blonde. Sorry, Doctor Julie. Oh, you know, yeah. I haven't, I haven't <laughs> seen her photos, but I will go pull that up. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes, she yep, is. Yep. She, 
she's she's sexy. <laughs> but anyways, let's end on this positive note. Any last words? As always, keep it sexy. You can handle the truth. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> be sure to contact us with your questions and suggestions. We will be answering your questions on the show. You can ask us questions either by emailing us at info at thesexyescortguide.com or via tweet with the hashtag thesexyescortguidepodcast. You can also text or leave us a voicemail at 657-464-4675. We will be airing your questions live, so if you don't want us airing your voice, please note that in the voicemail or better yet, text us. Of course, please follow us on social media. You can follow us on Instagram at the Sexy Escort Guide, on Twitter at the Sexy Escort GU. Apparently, Twitter doesn't allow handles longer than 15 characters. Uh, you can join our mailing list so that you can be the first to hear of breaking news and exciting stories. Our website, of course, is the Sexy Escort Guide.com. And lastly, please leave us a five star rating and review on whatever platform you're listening from. And also, please subscribe. This is how we will gain recognition for our brand. Thank you so much for listening and supporting us. We truly appreciate you. And you can also follow your hosts uh, for Vivian. My Twitter is at ExoticVivian. My website is ExoticVivian.com. And my email is Vivian at ExoticVivian.com. I get a lot of spam, so please click on the link to verify your email when you get an automated response from my account. It drives me crazy with all the spam, so I have to put this in place. Thank you. And my Twitter is at Chantel underscore E12. That's E-T-O-I-L-E. My website is ChantelE12.com. And my email is Chantel at ChantelE12.com. Thanks for listening. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. Until next time, stay ravishing and receptive.